You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. Jesus withdrew toward the sea with his disciples. A large number of people followed from Galilee and from Judea, hearing what he was doing. A large number of people came to him also from Jerusalem, from Idumea, from beyond the Jordan, and from the neighborhood of Tyre and Sidon. He told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, so they would not crush him. He had cured many, and as a result, those who had diseases were pressing upon him to touch him. And whenever unclean spirits saw him, they would fall down before him and shout, You are the Son of God. He warned them sternly not to make him known. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Human friendship is a great treasure, but it's also very fragile, and it should be handled with care because it's fragile. There are so many details in relationships of kindness, of courtesy, of asking permission, of being grateful, of saying sorry. These are very important little details and they keep the bigger conflicts at bay because the relationships are developing. And also with time, if there's mutual helpfulness, relationships flourish more. And sometimes then people have shared interests which trigger greater understanding and greater mutual uh, closeness on subject matters, on maybe business interests, on hobbies, and many different things. So here we find uh, Saul, who is clearly older than David. He's a king long before him. And then we find Saul's son, Jonathan, who is maybe more the age of David, maybe older than David. And so we have these three people in the story today. And then if we analyze why this went wrong and why it turned right in today's reading, but it's going to go wrong again, uh, we see some very interesting features. Why does Jonathan defend David before his father? And why does his father, King Saul, attack David? And his attack is very well planned in a way because he mobilizes all his court and his friends to go against David. And obviously one reason is Jonathan, uh, Saul feels envy because the people are chanting great praise to David and lesser praise to King Saul. And this is a real problem for all friendships and for all family relationships, envy. A sibling is making more money. They are more famous. They are more applauded at the parties. They have a nicer car. They have better artistic taste. Their house looks beautiful. They dress better. They have better education. They speak with greater poise and grace. And so we can become envious. 
And in that sense, we focus on what they have and we don't develop our own talents that might be different. We, our existential energy goes into being negative about the blessings my brother has, my sister has, my family has, my cousins have, my neighbors have, envy. Envy is a horrible thing. And another thing is difficult for Saul. He was chosen to be king when he was looking for some donkeys. There's kind of a disproportion here. But now that he's king, it becomes so important for him that he's willing to kill another human being. This is an amazing development that can happen to any of us. We can be doing trivia and we are taken to some important position and then we kind of own it. We, we take it as ours and it's not ours, it's entrusted to us. And on the opposite side we see Jonathan and he sees David with an eye of faith. And this is also the same reason why David doesn't kill Saul later in the cave, because he doesn't want to touch the anointed one of God. And if we would learn this principle, that God has a personal plan for each one created in his image, we couldn't kill them. Can I say it like this? It sounds cruel. Not even a Down syndrome person. But we have taken that freedom in our times to eliminate people, to neutralize people, to take them out. We use that expression, to take them out. And this is a very difficult subject in our culture. It's become such a right that if you're to question it, you are entering very troubled area. You're exposing yourself to being neutralized, at least socially. So, another thing Jonathan has is a great friendship with David. And friendship is a wonderful, also, it's a great force, a great strength, a great virtue, because it helps us to look for the good of the other, whereas envy delights in the trouble that the other has. If they're shamed, publicly shamed, the more the better. If they're broken financially, if they fail, if their health goes down, good for them, they got their comeuppance. We have somehow an incredible psychology when we're powered by envy. And we have a very different creative gift when we're powered by friendship. We've, we forgive people. We defend them. So these are great virtues and great vices. And the vices imprison us in a track of evil. And the virtues liberate us to do good. The virtue of the vision of faith about people. The virtue of friendship. The willingness to take on the difficult task of mediation in front of angry people. This is a great vocation. Blessed are the peacemakers. In God I trust, I shall not fear. I will dare to go into that ground. And this is really the great gift Jesus brought us, 
Many people haven't had the culture of hanging out with Jesus, especially after Calvary, the gift he gave us in Calvary. Today I had a very serious talk. I hardly ever had a talk like this with a very Christian man who has no problem saying we have to eliminate these kind of people. And this is a very senior man in his age. He has scores of years behind him. He does an awful lot of good. And yet we all have struggles in some areas and he still struggles with that. So we will pray in the prayers for, for reconciliation, for a growth in virtue, for a triumph over evil, for great freedom to do good. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.